For a time, we tried to contact him by radio, but no response. Welcome to another special edition of the Dumb Marks Podcast, our second video podcast. Uh, right now, we're going to go over NXT TakeOver 31, uh, give you our predictions for this upcoming Sunday's event. Steve, how are you thinking for NXT this week? Well, you know what I say, Chris. It's time to give uh, hot takes, bold predictions, and a bunch of wrong answers. Ooh. So, <laughs> so um, how we do it in the Dumb Marks. <laughs> Yeah, hey, listen, you, listen, in the prediction road, you got a 50-50 chance to getting it right, you know? Unless it's a triple unless it's a triple, threat, a triple threat match, and then I'll have to break out some Scott Steiner math, and that means that you have three of thir- 31 and a third. 33 and a third of, yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> one of the greatest – Greatest promos of all time. I'm sure you're doing enough math with your kids being homeschooled right now. We don't need to go into that. <laughs> and I don't. Speaking of Scott Steiner, I know this is all about NXT Takeover. However, real quick, um, I don't know if you've been seeing the little uh, poster that's floated around for Talking Shop Talkin Mania Two. No, I have. Big Big Papa Pump is definitely front and center on that post. Why? Oh, <laughs> so get ready for the big bad booty daddy. <laughs> is he gonna have is he gonna be the one to throw Teddy Long out this time? I don't know, but listen, like in the first one, Teddy Long shows up, you better pay me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting paid for this shit tonight. <laughs> not getting paid, brother. Let's yeah, start, so let's uh, go. NXT takeover. Um, yeah, let's, let's do the first match. Well, I think uh the first one's gonna be the contest between Kushida and the Velveteen Dream. Uh, how you feeling on that one? So, I um, so I have my my daughter jumping in, giving me her phone. School night nine thirty, so she's doing she the right thing there. Predictions? No, no, she does not. Um, but uh, so Dream and Dream, Dream and Kashida, you said you think that that that's what you think they're going to lead off with? That's what I think is going to lead off the night. I mean, normally you you run the tag teams out there, right? I mean, that's kind of been like the takeover staple formula. You you get the tag team match out there um, to to get the place hot and and ready to go and the energy pumped up. Um, I don't know if that is the right match to lead off the the night, but I don't know where else you would put that match. Um, I'd probably say if it doesn't go first, it's going to go second. The only other match I could see that may be thrown on first is the Cruiserweight title match. That one, I think, would be the right go to to start the show. And I only say this because I've seen Swerve and Escobar, um, also King Cuerno from Lucha Underground, um, if you didn't know that. And it, but seeing them two go in Lucha Underground and, and, and that, and they will have a barn burner, possibly show stealer match of the night. 
I agree. Uh, I, I like Swerve. I I saw him for for the first time whenever he was champion down MLW, and I became a big fan whenever I was watching him. He had some matches with people that you wouldn't even think to put on paper to book him, and right, he, he could carry the match. So, now yeah. he's definitely. I'm I'm glad he's starting to to be the recipient of the spotlight. Um, he, he's definitely a primetime player and somebody that is, is and will be, at least in my eyes, in the upper tier on the NXT card. Um, we'll see what, what shakes out with this draft up here next week um, between the three brands, the, the two-night event on October 9th and 11th. Um, you know, maybe he may get that slingshot up to the top of the card a little sooner rather than later. Um, I know that was a big thing that Hunter brought up with injuries and and COVID and whatnot. Uh, they've been having to move pieces around the chessboard and elevate some people sooner than what they were thinking that they'd have to elevate them just because of the circumstances. So Swerve uh, has definitely – been one of my favorites, like I said, since I've seen him, since I watched him in uh, Lucha Underground as Killshot. So I think those two would be the the right two to open the show, and then you can put Dream and Kushida on after that. Um, would be would be my guess. Okay, so if we go cruiserweight title match first, who do you who do you got in that match? Uh oh, man. I don't. I don't think Swerve gets it yet. I agree. I, I think it'll stay with Escobar. Yeah. Um, you know, you want to talk about somebody else that's hitting on all cylinders? Like he's been, he's been running true to form with this character. Um, you know, I really liked him as King Cuerno in Lucha Underground, like I said, and you know, Ohio de Fantasma, like he, the staple. So like. That that shot of him just sitting in the in the chair last night, you know, in the promo was just just looking cold as ice. So um, he, as much as I've liked the group up till now, I think last night, like you said, him sitting in that chair, it kind of sold him as that character. And oh, absolutely. I had that yet because it's all been in ring work up till now. Nope. So that really yep. And the chair, the chair bit. I wonder if they. Because that was his thing in Lucha Underground. You would always see him sitting in the big chair um, with his character uh, as being the hunter. Like, that was his his gimmick, so to speak. So I wonder if if anybody was paying attention to that or maybe he brought it up himself. I don't know, but kudos because, like you said, it's it sold everything about his char- him being that character yeah. uh, to a T. So... I don't th- I don't think given how hot he's been running and I just think the length of time that he's had the belt I don't think Swerve gets it yet maybe they run it back at the next takeover which I don't know are they going to do one that's around Survivor Series I think the last um, I saw they're not going to do one around Survivor Series now um this is kind of So then you're looking so then you're looking until, what, Royal Rumble weekend? Yeah, I think last year they did one in December, and then they did, right. they did like a Worlds Collide around Royal Rumble instead of doing a takeover. So, 
So at least the summer. So if you don't, probably. Yeah, if you don't, I mean, look, out of all the champion, out of all the championship matches, um, I don't think he's the most likely to lose his belt. I think it'll be a barn burner. I think it'll potentially be match of the night. Um, there's a there's another strong candidate that I feel will be matching in the night besides the obvious pick, but um, I just don't see him giving it up right now. Let him run with it. Let Swerve chase it. it it'll be better storyline. Um, they can go some different ways with it and, and see where it goes, but I would, I'd keep it on Escobar. I wouldn't let's where it went right now. So I'll go Escobar. I agree. Yeah. You, you hit on everything. I, I agree with you on that. Um, I, I don't see Swerve winning it just yet. Um, so let's move on to, let's go back to Kushida and Velveteen dream. Who are you thinking about in that, in that feud? Um, to me, this is, Vel- this is potentially Velveteen Swantong. Possibly. Before being called up. Um, and the only reason why I say that is, is most people, before they get called up, they go out on a loss, right? Yeah. Kushida, for all the hype that he had around him coming in and started out, that injury immediately derailed everything that they had planned for him. Didn't allow him to even get into a groove himself. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Since coming back, he got this mean, aggressive streak that I like. Um, I like this side of him. I haven't really seen this side of him before. So I don't think you knock that off the tracks by letting Velveteen beat him. So I think in order to give the rub to Kishida and let Velveteen go up as some fresh blood, um, and who knows, hopefully he goes to SmackDown because if he goes to Raw, we know Vince is going to just immediately can that character. Um, but yeah, so I, I'll go Kushida over Dream uh, in Dream Swan Song before he gets called up. Okay. Now, uh, Hunter did say in his uh, conference call this week that NXT isn't advertised for the draft, but that doesn't mean that they might not be included. So, yes, we all I have thought to it was. But yeah, I thought it was all three brands, isn't it? All, what the last draft was all three brands. It was the last time. Yeah, they didn't advertise it as that way yet. Doesn't mean they won't. But right now, they just advertised Raw and SmackDown so far. Yeah, we'll get that yeah, tweet at like eleven thirty. We'll, we'll get that tweet at like eleven thirty-seven Monday morning and saying, "Oh, guess what? The the last round of the draft, we forgot to tell you that all three brands are eligible. So you'll see a bunch of NXT stars being drafted to Raw tonight that are not in retribution. Right. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why they brought they just brought up retribution. So maybe they feel like they took all the NXT talent right now. <laughs> um, it seems like the call up is the, the the call up is just a little little spice to the bold prediction there. Okay, so that you know, yeah. It seems like Dream's uh, little, you know, momentum has kind of died off, especially on social media. Like, well, uh, like they, I mean, Dream has been popular lately, and you know, you have those uh, in the NFL. You know, the the off the field issues yeah. um, that come up with players. Dream has had off the field issues. 
Um, and it's completely cut him down to where, you know, a year ago, year and a half ago, I I was thinking he was going to get a title run. Everybody thought he was going to be NXT champion. Everybody thought he was going to be yeah. the leader of the business, really. And yeah, that's it's. You sit there and you look at that, thinking NXT championship material to maybe losing to Kushida this week, and whether that's even his push to the main roster. So I, I think that's still up in, in jeopardy right now. But um, I think if they feel like any of his off the field issues were, you know there was some legitimacy to it. And like, they actually thought that, you know, they had reason to let him go. I think he would be gone by now, but I don't think that's going to play into this. At least, at least right now, I don't think there's anything that's really come out about it lately. That makes me think that way. Um, I, I do think you're uh, this, but your audio and forgive us folks, but on my end, you're coming through just, just sounding like a, mouthful of marbles and static right now <laughs> <laughs> on my end everything looks okay you're you're coming in all right so i don't yeah all right hopefully hopefully you guys watching and listening to this it's not too bad um if it is feel free to reach out let us know that way we can fix fix the audio issues for Absolutely. next time when we jump on like we said we're just venturing out in the video right now um so we're 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 doing it here. So you got you got Dream and I got Kushida. No, I got Kushida too. You got Kushida too. Okay, so we so we agree on the first two, first two what we think are the first two matches, right? Yes. So let's okay. jump into right. the North American title match. Okay. Uh, we got uh, Damian Priest champion versus uh, Mr. Takeover Johnny Gargano. And what does Johnny Gargano normally do on Takeover in big matches? Lose. What's Johnny Gargano going to do against Damian Priest at TakeOver? Not win. <laughs> I don't see it. I really don't. Um, They're hyping it up that him and Candice are going to be the, the power couple walking out of TakeOver. Um, but listen, we, we, we talked we, about this in the podcast last week where what happens whenever you end a show one way? That doesn't happen whenever you actually book the pay-per-view. Right. Now, now we were wrong with the ladder match for Clash because yeah. of the way they booked it. However, um, you know, you have the shot of them two standing on the ropes with each other. She has the women's title around her waist. He has the North American title around his waist. Um, to be honest with you, I really don't they, – they, the match I think will be fine because of how great of a worker Gargano is. Yeah. Pre shows if he's in there with the right dance partner like he was with Finn back at in your house, he can have a really good match and can do more than hold his own. Um so I think Johnny will be able to get the most out of him just like Finn was in that circumstance. But I don't I don't see them taking a belt right off him right away. I mean he just won it. Like with I am not yeah, a I, I don't. priest, but yeah, I don't I don't see Gargano walking away with the belt on Sunday. Yeah, I mean it was, you know, that was a nice pose, a nice picture, you know, on NXT, but 
the build's been too short to even let me think that that's a direction that they're going to go in. Yeah. And that's, I, a, that's been a, I mean, that's been the problem with, with most of this card is you've had a short build. There. Um, it's been, you know, I'm sure some of these things have been changed. They've been rushed and have been put on before they, than they should have. Like, for example, for example, the O'Reilly Balor match that we'll do, I think they're running this sooner than what they would have liked. Yeah. Um, even though both men said that they wanted to work together, and I think Triple H and everybody else sees Kyle O'Reilly as a main eventer, just like I see Kyle O'Reilly as a main eventer. Um, so it was going to happen eventually, but that whole title scene has changed between cross getting injured, COVID, different things. Um, so yeah, this whole card, I don't think is exactly how they wanted to present this takeover when they initially announced it. Yeah. And like we talked about earlier too, usually takeover happens right before survivor series. So there's well over a month, you know, almost two full months of potential buildup for what should have been the event instead of booking it right now. So, and I don't want, you know, I don't want to, as Eric Bischoff likes to say, go too far into the weeds um, on his podcast with Conrad. But what is your take on NXT takeovers being on Sunday night versus Saturday night before, say, SummerSlam? Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. I like them the night before the pay-per-view because it kind of gives the whole weekend a big event feel. Um, yep. Even when they've done the, the solo takeovers, I prefer them to stay on Saturday because you're kind of training the audience that, hey, and NXT is Saturday night, not Sunday night. And they've done this now twice. I think In Your House was on Sunday night as well. Um, so this will be, I think, the second time NXT is going to be on a Sunday night, and I, I, I'd rather just keep it to Saturday. I, to me, NXT, <clears throat> in my eyes, takeovers have always been Saturday. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I don't know why they switched it to a Sunday. I guess because they're not running it with a main, yeah main roster branded pay-per-view that's the reason why they'll put it on Sunday because they always do pay-per-views on Sunday um you know I don't think I haven't heard anybody else talk about this being you know an issue or whatever I just was curious what you felt on it I'm gonna watch it regardless because it's a takeover but like like you I feel that they need to be on Saturday nights I would I wouldn't mind them going back to the format of running four main takeovers and then doing like one or two one-offs throughout the year so you get like six pay-per-views out of them. Um and I I hope that they don't start turning into running shows every, you know, month um yeah, no. because I think it, you know, it'll be too much. Um, you know, they book more long-term than the main roster does. The main roster, especially Raw, is like is week-to-week booking. You know, it happens one Monday to next Monday. You're supposed to forget everything you watched the the, the previous Monday. And usually um, with Raw, you want to forget what you watched the previous Monday. We'll get into that, you know, when we record the actual podcast this weekend. But, um, 
Yeah, so I I would like to see them go back to Saturdays, but it's not going to deter me from from watching it. The Steelers are off this weekend because everything that would happen with the Titans and they were playing in the afternoon anyway, so it's not like it's it's not going up um, against any uh, up against major NBA. thing. I think game three. What's that? I think NBA game three is going to be on Sunday, so that'd be the only thing that's going against. But I don't think uh, Wednesday night's ratings really got hurt uh, at all because there was only like the opening and like maybe like the first hour, so. You really didn't miss much, but um, what takeover is going to start at seven anyway, so it'll probably be over in between nine and, and ten, somewhere around there. So, do you like do you like do you like that new format? Them starting at seven and keeping it between like nine thirty and ten o'clock, wrapping up pay per view. Um, main pay per view, I kind of do, just because they've been wrapping up a little earlier. I'd rather see them wrap up a little earlier than be on till midnight or later. Um, like WrestleMania has been the past couple right. of years. Um, but TakeOver, they only treat it like a two- to three-hour show anyways. So I feel like that could stay at 8 o'clock. Right. Um, so like that 8 to 10.30, 8 to 10.45 10 yeah. range? Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think NXT is fine to be at 8 o'clock. But I, I do kind of like the main roster since they're running like three- to four-hour shows, them starting a little earlier. Yeah. But All right, so uh, the thing that not... I don't like on this NXT is I kind of felt like not only did the was the card rushed, but I felt like they just very made it generic by the name too. You know, usually like they did a twenty five for the twenty fifth takeover and they did thirty for the thirtieth, but usually all the other ones you know have been names and they just went okay, this is takeover thirty one. So like, yeah, I didn't even think I didn't even think about that. It's true they don't have a name. Well, I mean at least it's not you know. Class of Champions Gold Rush, and you hear Gold Rush on your screen 97 times, or, you know, it's the, the biggest event of the summer. You'll never see it coming. Oh, okay, right. You guys got us. We didn't, didn't see Roman coming there at the end, but you didn't have to continuously say the damn tagline every two minutes, Cole. I mean, Hunter did say in his call this week that this event's going to have a unique look and feel and kind of said the phrase game changer with it. So we'll see what he has, you know, up his sleeve for this. Um, But I kind of felt like, you know, everybody kind of liked that in your house theme a few months ago. And I kind of felt like. That was nostalgia though. Yeah. But I feel like they could have continued that for this one too, you know, since, since it's a standalone event. All right, so one last thing, and we're deep in the weeds here. We'll promise yeah. we'll get back on the on the main. We'll promise we'll get back with predictions. But since you brought since you brought up the game changer and in, in the in your house theme, do you think NXT takeovers can go back to the old school um, themed pay per view stages and setups? So like how you had Halloween Havoc had their own thing. And then Clash of the Beach had their own set up, their own scene and set up. Do you think Hunter, even though he said game changer, but it, it goes back to that old school feel where they're doing different sets for each takeover now? I would like to see that. Um, you know, I think I think the one thing that NXT has over the main roster in a way is that the the Attitude Era fans are probably the ones driving the NXT brand. And I think that 
you know, whenever he did something like when he does war games or whenever he has done the in your house, we like that because it's that nostalgia factor. Um, I don't think that you need it every time you have an event. You know, I think that would just be overkill, but it would be nice to have, you know, a nod here and there. Um, and, but I would like to see, you know, more unique sets like it used to be back in the day than, than the just tr traditional set. Let's just change up the LED graphics and that's it. All right. So back to the back to the card here. Uh, we both got Priest winning, even though neither one of us are truly that that uh, high on the list as far as fan favorites of, of his goes. Um, so that leads us into yeah, the women's match. Um, Io, Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. We both kind of made it seem like we don't think they're both people are going to walk out with the titles, Candice and Johnny, but. Do you see maybe one of them, one out of the two, walking away with the title? Could this be Candace's time? So EO won it back at In Your House, right? Yes. Um out of all the out of all the championships that are on the line, this is the one where I could see them changing hands. And the only reason why I say this is because this is Candace's what? third title match at least if not more um she gotta win one of these right like she can't keep continuing to get title shots and lose um although eo is at the top of her game you know we've seen dominant champions in in nxt before whether it was going back to to charlotte to sasha the you know, Bailey had the title for a long time until Oscar came along, and then Oscar kept it for years. Shanna Baszler, same thing. So, I mean, they tend to book women's champions in NXT with longer title reigns. However, I don't feel like right now the women's pool is as deep as it has been in the past to run challengers up against that champion. Mm. So, if Candice doesn't win it now then who do you go to next for EO to face? Um, you know, Tegan Knox is out again with the ACL tear. You know, Rhea Ripley seems to be involved with, with, with Raquel Gonzalez. Dakota Kai just lost. Um, who else do you have? Chelsea Green hasn't been seen in months, so who knows what, what's going on with her. Um, Women's-wise, who else do you have if EO doesn't? Or if EO retains, I mean, to me, you almost have to put it on Candice. Not saying that she's not deserving, because she absolutely is. She's one of my favorite women's wrestlers to watch. She can have a match with anybody. Um, you know, go watch some of those, you know, PWG matches that she's had uh, with the Young Bucks and and out there in, in Cali. I mean, she's legit. She's been legit. She can go. I think in order to keep her character legitimate. She has to win on Sunday. Yeah, I'm, I, I think that's a good prediction for it. I, I think Rhea is going to get back involved soon. It seems like they're they kind of pushed her off for a little bit, and they're slowly building her back up right now. Um, so I'm kind of thinking maybe I don't see it by the end of the year. I'm thinking maybe like Mania season next year that they're going to put the title back on her. Um, as a baby face? That's where I'm not sure. Um, because right now she's a baby face, but I'd rather see heel Rhea. So 
if Candace wins, I see baby face Rhea. But if EO keeps it, then I see Rhea going heel. So my gut's telling me EO is gonna retain. Uh so I'm gonna go with EO. Okay, so that that's we would disagree there. I'll take Loray, you take EO. Yeah. Um all right. Next uh next up. Actually, before we go to the main event, they've been running the mystery return. I don't know if you've been seeing those videos for some, and they're advertising. I, I I read up. I did not. I I I did not. I want to go back and watch NXT from last night. I didn't get a chance to yet. I did read up on um, CageSideSeats.com earlier today with what the mystery person has been presented over the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, any idea or thoughts as to who it is? Because I, I don't know enough yet to, to say I haven't seen it. And just based off of what I read, um, any predictions on who you think it is? Off of the video, I would have no idea. Um, it, it, they really aren't giving any clues in the video, at least I don't think. Um, the rumor that I saw like on Cage side was it looks to be maybe Bobby Roode or Bo Dallas. Um, I don't well, know. Bobby Roode just- Bobby Roode just came back Monday night. Like, yeah. I don't see him coming back to NXT after coming back on Raw. I heard the I heard the Bo Dallas too, but I'm hoping it's Owens. We've heard rumors for months now that Owens wants to go back to NXT. I'm hoping that's who it is. Um, but in the video, it's isn't, kind he of, in the, isn't he in the middle of a feud with Alistair Black? Yeah, but what does that? It's the main roster. Yeah, that's true. It is. It is raw. You can forget about it one week later. Um, um, it, it, they also in the video it goes back and forth between a male and female voice, so they're kind of throwing you like it could be either one. Um, I don't know who I would even send back. Someone put Ember Moon maybe for a female, but that depends on her injury. You know, if she can actually compete again. So, I saw that. I saw the Ember Moon thing too, and that. From what I read up on what they've shown so far, that really doesn't fit to me. Um, and her Achilles injuries to the point where she may not even, you know, she may never get back in the ring again. Yeah, um, it's definitely a possibility. Yeah, so I, you know what, I'm, because it's rare that you get truly surprised anymore in the world of professional wrestling, right? Like Miro coming out on AEW, was a surprise because nobody knew about it. It yeah. didn't get leaked anywhere. Um, I'm I'm gonna watch on Sunday with the hopes of being truly surprised as to who this mystery person is that's gonna be returning. So, look, I, I hopefully get hopefully I get a pop out of it, and it's not a letdown. Um, you know, it's not the gobbledygooker hopping out of the egg there. Um, there's a throwback. <laughs> that could be our nostalgia. Yeah, may have dated myself a little bit with that reference, but I think if you're if you're a wrestling fan, you know you know about the gobbledygooker. Even if you didn't, if you weren't there to witness it live, you know who it is by now. <laughs> yeah, so I, I won't give a prediction on the mystery person. I'm just gonna wait and watch and and hopefully be entertained by whoever it is and how they bring them on to the scene. Okay. All right, so that'll take us into the main event. Uh, champion Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, a match that definitely hasn't had much build at all. Um, so 
What are you thinking? I'm a little disappointed that it hasn't had the proper build because with the proper build, this could be like one of the best feuds to go down in NXT history in my eyes. That's how highly I view them too in the ring and what they're able to do story-wise. They're both I think it, Yeah, so um, the package or the segment they ran last night on NXT was, was good to get me invested. Um, I think the bigger story is what, what's happening with Undisputed Era here. Um, they got a couple couple little hints, couple little seeds. It could go several different ways. And from what I've seen and read, um, I don't know how I feel about any of those scenarios that, that are being tossed around as far as where it goes and what they, what they do. Um, you know, will Adam Cole turn on them on Sunday? Who knows? Um, you know, will they, you know, split and turn on Cole? Maybe, um, who knows? Maybe they, you know, they they turn Cole and O'Reilly babyface and they feud against Fish and Strong is the one of the things that that I saw. Um, who knows? To me, just don't do the WWE thing of breaking up the teams or yeah. breaking up the factions just to have them feud with each other. There's no need for it. Um, you can go different ways without having those storylines. And unless they are completely depleted due to COVID and the injuries are worse than what we know about, there's no need to do any of that right now. Storyline wise, it's just not necessary. Um, The match itself, I think is going to be tremendous. Um, Both can go. Both have their strong points. I like Finn more in this Prince character than, you know, Finn Balor with the the popped up collar. Just I'm cool, happy to be here, smiley face Finn. Baylor Club. Um what's that? Baylor Club. Yeah, yeah, the Baylor Club. No, this is more true to form of Finn. Yeah. Um you know, he's always gonna bleed. He's always smile all the time. That wasn't even him. He's always going to bring it. I mean, he he is Finn Balor. He's one of the best. He's been one of the best for years. I think this match will elevate Kyle O'Reilly to a point that I don't think a lot of people have him at as far as being a main eventer. Um, to me, he is a main eventer. He's been a main eventer. Um, same with Fish. I don't think he gets enough credit for what he can do um, in the ring. You know, and Roddy's a little bit different. He rubs me the wrong way. But um, I think, you know, if you go back to Kyle's run in Ring of Honor, you know, the the stories he was able to tell and, and the matches that he was able to put on in in the main event scene and being a main eventer, um, they're some of the best matches that you've seen in, in ROH or anywhere else. So I think he's absolutely going to go out there and want to tear tear the house down. Um, 
I mean, he's always put on good matches as a tag team wrestler as part of Undisputed. So like, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a ball. I hope they get enough time. I'll be curious to see how the the time for each of these matches shakes out. T- typical takeovers, you normally get your you know your twenty minute, twenty five minute matches. Um, I'll be interested to see how long these two actually get to go out and do their thing because I think they'll be able to tell one hell of a story. So, uh, unfortunately, with no build, kind of rushed to doing the feud in the first place, um, Balor's obviously going to win. There's no way they take the belt off of him right away after he just won it. Um, And I think there's others... I think they want to get to other storylines within Undisputed, which I really don't want to see them do, but it's WWE and that's what they do. So I'm going to go Balor. I agree. Um, I, I, Balor's barely held the title at all so far, so they're not going to have him drop it to Kyle O'Reilly on his first title defense. Because um, I think they're really going to try to solidify Balor as a stronger champion than they than they did the first time. And even the first time, he was a solid champion. Um, I What I'm expecting uh, is Adam Cole to cost Kyle O'Reilly the match, but by accident. Um, I don't think that we're going to see, like, the full turn Sunday. Um, so I think Cole's accidentally going to cost him the title match, and then that's going to slowly turn into something. I don't think we're going to see the Undisputed Era break up because we've seen them on the rocks before. Um, I think this is just going to be maybe just an internal feud for the time being, but I think at the end, you know, long-term, they're still going to be around. All right. So we both got Balor. Um, prediction, match of the night, who you got? Looking on paper, I'm thinking the Cruiserweight title match could be the match of the night. Um, but I'm hoping it ends up being Baylor and O'Reilly. Uh, both good choices. Both both where where most people will go. Uh, I will go with EO and Candice LeRae for a match of the night. Nice. Good prediction. Yep. All right. Well, that's the breakdown for NXT TakeOver 31 this Sunday. Um, you know, throw on some comments. Let us know who you think is going to win the matches. Um, if you like the video, let us know. Maybe we'll we'll jump on and, and do a watch along here coming up with one of these pay-per-views um, and give you some more breakdowns. And uh, by all means, download, listen, rate, review, subscribe on Monday for for the True Dumb Marks podcast. Back to form, uh, gracing your ears over the podcast airways. Um, so for my beautiful face here. Um, and Chris's beautiful face there. Oh, listen to the listen to the Dumb Marks podcast, breaking down NXT Takeover, and we'll catch you around the way. All right, guys.